good morning, Hatfield family. It's so great to have you with us this morning in the service. We're going to have a great time together today as we worship the Lord. And then we've got a real special treat for you. Our dear friend Dwayne White is going to be sharing, sharing the message a little later, so you don't want to miss that. So won't you get ready right now? I'm going to ask you to get into a worship posture. Um, you know, when we're doing the services online, it's so easy to just lie back on your couch or in your bed. But can you engage your heart, engage your, your, your being, and let's worship the Lord together. So I'm going to pray, and then we're going to start with a great time of worship. Father, we thank you that we can gather this morning, that we can be together to be the bride of Christ as a community that comes and lifts up the name of Jesus and to exalt him and to, and to just gather to be strengthened by your word and encouraged. And I thank you for that today in the name of Jesus. Amen. So let's get ready to worship. So we come. 
hearts yearn after you. And as we come to you in humility, in our brokenness, in our joy, in the goodness, in the bad times, we come to you, Lord, and our hearts yearn for you. Because you are the only one who can satisfy. You are the only one who can give us the living water to quench our thirst, to give us the living bread that can fill us. Our hearts yearn for you. As the deer yearns for you, we yearn for you, Lord. As the Lord, as we have this time to absolutely drink of your spirit in this place today, and I'm inviting those of you watching 
to allow the Spirit of God just to wash over you. Allow the Spirit of God to flood your soul and flood your heart. Let Him come and do what only He can do. As you give your heart over in surrender, drink of the rivers of life. Drink as the song we just sang, like the thirsty deer, God, that my soul thirsts for you, that I think about your love, that I think about your grace. And how can I not respond to the love that you've shown us? How can I not respond to your grace and your mercies and your glory to us? How can we not respond? We love you. We love you, Lord.
such love for overwhelming love oh your love got your love so good so so good so
are still being moved and strongholds are still being loosed and God we believe yes we can see that wonders are still what you do and bodies are still
encourage you guys right now. We're singing these words. Maybe you don't believe it. Maybe things have been really hard right now. But won't you sing this with faith and believe that when He moves, miracles happen. When He's in the room, there is healing. There is freedom. Heaven is here. Believe it, perceive it. So we're going to sing it again and just sing it with conviction because it's true. Even if you don't believe it right now, it is true. This is our God. He is true. Thank you, Lord, that in this world with all of its challenges, we know that you are busy moving. You are busy building your kingdom, that you are establishing your will and purposes, not only on the bigger scale of things, but also in each and every one of our lives. And I thank you for that today. And I pray that every person that's with us in this service today will experience your presence, your moving with them right now in the name of Jesus. Amen. 
Well, so good to be with you this morning in this service. And right now we're going to worship the Lord through our tithes and our offerings and give. Because our Father is so generous towards us. It's a, it's a, a response that we do is we, we be generous back and we give in generosity. And uh, so right now, just follow the prompts as they come on the screen and give uh, as you have decided in your heart and according to the scripture, just give in, a, in worship to the Lord. This morning, uh, before we go into the Word, I want to just recognize the loss of a member at Hatfield Church East, Hatfield Christian Church East, one of our long-standing members, Isaac Nochomovitz. Uh, her and her husband, uh, Manfred, have always uh, been part of our community for such a long time, but, and they've led the Emmet Ministries, who um, reach out to Jewish people and bring the gospel to them, and also uh, is a place where Messianic Jews gather. And Isaac passed away earlier this week due to complications from leukemia that she contacted and was aware of about two months ago and we just want to say to Manfred our heart goes out with you and we we trust the Lord for his grace and his comfort with you and that he will just put his arm around you in what is a very very difficult time and know that we all loved Isaac and we will also miss her dearly but look forward to one day being reunited in uh, the life year after for eternity in heaven so may the Lord bless you Manfred. Well, this morning, it's a real privilege for me to welcome an old friend, which most of you will know really well, our dear friend, Pastor Dwayne White, from all the way from Denton in Texas. He's in the country, and um, it's a privilege for us to have him share the word with us today. Now, many of you will know Dwayne. He's preached with us many times, but perhaps for those of you that don't know him and that are in our online church spaces, uh, Dwayne leads the Bridge Church in Denton, Texas. I've had the privilege of being there a number of times. He also leads the O2 Network and also has a mission organization beyond these shores that they, that they, that they run and they travels all over the world and, and has a particularly gifting in teaching the word but also in the prophetic and um, ministers. And since the last time we saw Dwayne, those of you that know him, special events also taking place in his life, he's become a grandfather. So uh, I know he doesn't quite look like it but he's a granddad and you have to respect him even more. So it's great to have Dwayne with us. Unfortunately, Pastor Chris, his wife, couldn't be on this trip but uh, we just love them both and uh, won't you get rid Ready to receive the word from Duane. Over to you, Duane. Good morning, Hatfield family. It is so wonderful to be with Hatfield East and Hatfield South simultaneously. What a great world we live in. I am so honored to be with you today. Let's be honest. After 2020, I'm honored to be anywhere today. What a crazy year we had last year. It's always great for me to be with you guys. I love Hatfield Christian Church. I love the South Campus. I love the East Campus. I love the entire family, the leadership. And most of all, I love Pastor Louie and Natasha. Chris and I, my wife and I, just appreciate and honor your pastors so much. So thank you for allowing us to come into your home today. I believe that God's given me a word for you today. I'm not gonna just preach a sermon. I believe I have a prophetic word for this moment, for this season, and I believe it's specific even to this house at this time. Every year, the Lord gives me a word. Most of you that, that have known me before, I've been coming here for a long time. God gives me a word for the year, for the season, and I deliver that to places that I have relationship with. And, and so I've done that many times, and this year, I want to do the same thing. At the beginning of 2020, God gave me a word that he was going to do something that we had no frame of reference for. Everywhere I went, I handed out blank sheets of paper and I said, God's going to do something fresh. It's so fresh, you have no frame of reference for it. Listen to him and write down what he's telling you he wants to do in 2020. I tell you, I had so many people email me, DM me, uh, text me and say, Dwayne, can I get, I really need to get another sheet of paper because I threw mine away. The pandemic has hit and I need a fresh word from God. And I said, of course, just get out a sheet of paper and start writing. So as we came into 2021, we began to pray and I felt like the Lord took me to this scripture. 
Philippians, I'm reading out of the New King James Version, first of all, uh, in Philippians 3.13, it says, Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward, right in your home. Can you say forward right now? Reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. I believe that the prophetic word for this season is God is calling us forward. Martin Luther King Jr., the great American civil rights activist and preacher said this. He said, if you can't fly, then run. If you can't run, then walk. If you can't walk, then crawl. But whatever you do, you must keep moving forward. David Livingstone, one of my heroes, said it this way. He said, I don't care where we go. I'll go anywhere as long as it's forward. Somebody say forward. God gives us a word in seasons like this to guide us, to ground us, and to gather us. And I believe that God is giving this house, this word in this season to really, to guide us, to ground us and to gather us and move us, propel us forward. I want to give you three aspects today of this whole idea forward. Three aspects of how I believe God wants us to move forward. First of all, I believe God wants us to go faith forward. Faith forward. As believers, we are people of faith. Hebrews eleven six 6 says, without faith, it's impossible to please God. <laughs> That's a bold statement. I wish it said without faith, it's hard to please God. Without faith, it's difficult to please God. But I didn't say it. God said it. And he said without faith, it's impossible to please him. It goes on in that great chapter in Hebrews to talk about how by faith Noah was warned about things not seen, but he built an ark. And by faith Abraham was called to go to a place where he received an inheritance. He obeyed and went. And by faith how uh, he made his home in the promised land like a stranger in a foreign country. And then we get to verse 10. And it says, for he, Abraham, was looking forward to a city with foundations whose architect and builder is God. He was looking forward to a city. See, here's the thing about faith. Faith is always forward. I can't live by faith and keep looking in reverse all the time. We must keep our faith moving forward. Faith looks forward. I, I, I just keep hearing that phrase in my spirit over and over and over. I'm looking forward to it. Maybe right in your home, you ought to just say that out of your mouth. I'm going to make you say some stuff today, or I'm, I'm not going to make you. I can't make you do anything. I'm going to ask you to say some stuff because I want you to make this a participatory sport today. I want you to participate right from your living room or wherever you're watching this today. And I want you to say this. I'm looking forward to it. Say, I'm looking forward to it. Some of you say, Dwayne, with everything I've been through, with the pandemic, with political unrest, with racial injustice everywhere, all over the globe, with heartache, with disappointment, I'm not sure I have a lot to look forward to. I don't know that I'm looking forward to it. That's why it's called faith. By faith, we look forward. See, we need to start looking forward to it. You say, what is there to look forward to? Well, I can look forward to the goodness of God by faith. I can look forward to God's grace pouring out over my life like never before. By faith, I can look forward to a move of God like I've never seen before. If you keep going through, uh, if you go on to, through Hebrews, you get into the great hall of faith. It starts talking about all, all the wonderful heroes of faith in that, in that great chapter in Hebrews 11. 
and, and it starts talking about how they, 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 they were people who lived by faith. Even when they died, they didn't receive the promises. They saw them and welcomed them from a distance. You get down to verses like verse 32, and it says, I don't have time to talk about Gideon and Barak and Samson and Jephthah and David and Samuel and the prophets. And it, it, it just keeps on talking about how they conquered kingdoms and did all these great exploits. And some received their kids back from the dead, and some didn't. But it, it, some were stoned, and some were sawn in two, and some were put to death by the sword. But then it, you come to this amazing phrase in verse 38. It says, of whom the world was not worthy. I, I wonder, could we all just make a commitment in our hearts to say, God, I want to live a life so full of faith that in the word of God, I would be like, or, or I would be like those in the word of God who lived a life of whom this world was not worthy. That's such a great statement. I think if you kept on, if you could continue that into today, it might say, and by faith in, in 2020, uh, churches went online for services when they had no idea how to do it. And for 14 months here, I know many of you, that's all you've been able to do is, is, is not gather at all, but you kept going by faith and they fed the poor by faith and they helped the homeless by faith and they loved people when they, when, that thought differently and looked differently about things. And, and, and they, they, they lived by faith through a lockdown and they lived by faith and overcame fear and anxiety and they, they they led with courage and boldness week after week. And by faith, worship leaders sang their hearts out into to, to screens that they didn't even know if anybody was singing on the other end, but they did it by faith. I could go on and on, but you get the idea. By faith, you kept going. You say, how do you know? Because you're still here. You're, you're still engaged today. So I hear the Father saying, well done for your faith. And right now, I sense Holy Spirit saying over the South Campus and the East Campus, over the whole Hatfield family, I think he's saying this, well done for your faith. I, I sense his pleasure over you. You stayed in faith when you could have quit. You loved people when it would have been easier not to. When all seemed lost, you stayed in faith. And I believe right now in the middle of 2021, God is saying, keep your faith forward because the best is yet to come. Whatever happens in 2021 or 2022 or 2025, you gotta keep moving forward in faith. We gotta keep looking forward to the promises of God. We gotta keep looking forward to the goodness of God. When your faith is forward, you realize where you're headed is not where you've been. In Deuteronomy 11:10, we see a great picture of this. It says, the land you're entering to take over, talking about the promised land, it's not like Egypt, where you came from, where you planted your seed and you irrigated it by foot as in a vegetable garden. But the land that you're crossing, verse 11, the Jordan to take possession of is a land of mountains and valleys that drinks the rain of heaven. And I love this in verse 12. It is a land that the Lord your God cares for, for the eyes of the Lord your God are continually on it from the beginning of the year to the end. When I read that text, I see this picture of, 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 of somebody with a pitcher of water running and just they planted their seed and they're just running, watering, 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 and they're just exhausted. I don't know about you, but there have been times in the last 12, 15 months I have felt exhausted. But I hear God saying that I am going to water your seed and things that you used to feel like you have to, had to labor over, get your faith forward and believe that God is doing a new thing. Philippians 1.12 in the NIV says that, Paul said this, now I want you to know brothers and sisters that what has happened to me has actually served to advance the gospel. This thing that happened to me actually served to advance the gospel. He, he's saying this thing that happened, what was this thing? Chains, imprisonment, 
all the things I'm going through, it actually happened to advance the gospel. Now, that, that seems crazy until you understand something about faith. Faith is an interpretation. If you're taking notes, you ought to write that down. Faith is an interpretation. Faith doesn't always change what I'm going through. It changes how I interpret what I'm going through. Paul's interpretation was God didn't put these chains on me. The government did. But God is using it. And you can endure any what, any circumstance, any what, air quotes, that you would go through if you know God's why. If he didn't deliver me from it, then he must be going to meet me in it, and he's going to teach me through it. If you go on in verse 14 through 16, Paul said, I know, I know that I'm put here in these chains for the sake of the gospel. He could have interpreted this as some massive government overreach or some a demonic attack to stop the gospel. Or, or, or he could have said, I'm a hostage in this situation. But, but he understood that faith is an interpretation. And, and, and his interpretation was that God was going to use it to advance the gospel. He said, I'm in chains, but I'm not a hostage. I'm not a hostage to what people think. I'm not a hostage to shame. I'm not a hostage to a lack of resources. I'm not a hostage to my feelings. I'm not a hostage to my circumstances. I'm not a hostage to my situation. I'm not a hostage to a pandemic. I'm not a hostage to 2021. I'm not a hostage because I'm not a victim. I'm victorious in Christ. Paul, when he stood before King Agrippa, remember that? He, he said he's in chains. And he said, he's standing there in chains. He said, he said King, I, I, think, I, th- I think I'm happy. You think you're happy? What do you mean you think you're happy? I think you're in chains, Paul. I think you've lost your mind. I think, I th- I think you're, you're nuts. But he said, I think I'm happy. Why? He wasn't crazy because, well, he was crazy, but he was crazy on purpose. He, he, he was letting his faith have an interpretation. The end of Acts, he's under house arrest at his own expense for two and a half years. I've actually been to the place where he was held in, uh, underground in a house at his own expense, and he said, and actually said, I preach the gospel unhindered. What do you mean, unhindered? You're, you're in lockdown, Paul. Paul got in lockdown a lot. He got locked down a lot. So he's locked down for two and a half years, can't leave, had to pay for the privilege of being in this lockdown, and he said, I'm unhindered. I would have said the gospel is greatly hindered. <laughs> Listen, I've traveled over 125,000 air miles every year for 31 years until 2020. I've not gone over two months without leaving the country for over 25 years until 2020. This matter of fact, this is my first international trip in 15 months, and that's the longest I've gone in 30 years without leaving America. So, so, uh, you know, if I'm, if I'm honest, there are times I think I feel hindered by having to do Zoom meetings to preach to pastors and leaders around the world instead of being able to get on a plane and go there. I feel hindered when I have to, to go through certain things. But here's Paul with no internet, no Zoom. He's in prison, and he says the gospel's unhindered. I want to learn how to say that in 2021. That my life is not hindered. Why? Because I have the right interpretation. Back to Philippians, Paul said, I'm not a hostage. If I were a hostage, I'd be trying to escape. But I'm here. Uh, Since I'm here, I'm not a hostage. Then, Then he says, what does all this matter in verse 18? See, faith doesn't ignore the chains, nor does it deny the chains. It just says the chains are not the most important thing. Then you get to, to, to verse 20, Philippians uh, chapter 1, verse 20. He makes this amazing statement. He says, I eagerly expect and hope that I will in no way be ashamed, but I will have sufficient courage so that now as always, Christ will be exalted in my body, whether by life or by death. That phrase, easer, easer, uh, eagerly, excuse me, eagerly expect, 
is the, in Greek it's this word, it's anticipation. And then in verse 20, he's using, or in this verse, verse 20, he's using this word he had only used one other time in the whole New Testament. The word is apokaradokia, A-P-O-K-A-R-A-D-O-K-I-A. You say, why did you take the time to spell that Greek word? Because there are people that care and they ask me all the time, can you spell that for me? A-P-O-K-A-R-A-D-O-K-I-A. It means to anticipate an uncertain tomorrow without anxiety. Now I want you to listen to me, get this. If you're taking notes, write this down. Faith is anticipation minus anxiety. Let me say that again. Faith is anticipation minus anxiety. This word is made up, it's only used one other time. Like I said, Paul made the word up. I wish I was like Paul. I wish I could just make up words and they end up in the Bible. He made this word up. It's three parts. Apo is to turn away from something you've been previously looking a certain way to turn away and to concentrate on something else, to be saturated and ignore the thing you were looking at before. That's apo. Kara is your head and dokia is the stretch forward. So it's like you've been looking this way, apo, kara, dokia. <laughs> you could do this with me. It'll just keep you awake for the next few minutes. Come on, don't give yourself whiplash, but just do this. Like you're staring at 2020, you're staring at your problems, you're staring at all the things that are difficult, apo, kara, Dokia. See, to change your head, the direction you're looking at, and begin to get your faith forward. Paul says, listen, I can't, he was chained. He said, I can't move my hands. I can't move my feet because they're chained, but I can move the thing that you cannot chain, and that is my mind. And listen, some people have their head so far up their past. I said past, that they, they, they can't see what God's doing next. So I got a word for somebody. Get your head out your past. Get your head out of yesterday and begin to get your faith forward. See, to have a faith forward, you got to face forward. You got to keep your eye on the prize. That leads me to number two, and I'm going to do the last two very quickly. Number two, first we have faith forward. Number two, we need to follow forward. Listen, we're not only forward thinking, we're not only forward looking, we are forward moving. Faith is an action, so people of faith must keep moving. There's so many people that are just stuck, There's, and I understand it. We get stuck in depression, we get stuck in fear, we get stuck in anxiety, but we've got to get unstuck, and we've got to start moving forward. See, everybody's following somebody whether they like it or know it or not. Some people are following celebrities. Some people are following a political party. Some people are following tradition or religion. We're all following something or someone, but I want to learn how to follow Holy Spirit like never before. We should always do what the Father says do and say what the Father says to say, but I believe that we're learning. It's not just optional. It's imperative. It's imperative. There's an old saying, in, in, at least in the States, we would say that he followed in his father's footsteps. Some young man comes along and he does his father's business. They say he followed in his father's footsteps. We need to learn how to follow in our father's footsteps. We gotta follow the Holy Spirit. We gotta hear his voice in the midst of all the noise. There's so much noise in, on social media, there's so much noise in the world right now. We gotta cut through the noise, hear his voice, and obey. Where are the people who know how to hear the voice of God and follow that? I wanna follow the presence of God, and his presence is always leading me forward. Joshua 3.3 3 says, and they commanded the people saying, when you see the ark of the covenant of the Lord your God and the priests, the Levites bearing it, then you shall set out from your place and go after it. Verse four, yet there shall be a space between you and it, about 2,000 cubits by measure. Do not come near it that you may know the way by which you must go for you have not passed this way before. Guys, listen, 
we all know now, looking back in 2020, that God took us to places that we had never passed before. That's called hindsight. We can look back and see that. But I'm telling you, listen up. He's still gonna take you in paths that are even different and we still don't know exactly where we're going unless we're following Holy Spirit. See, the problem with that phrase is that we don't, uh, that we don't know where we, we're going or we've never been this way before. For the American church, I'm sure it's different in South Africa, but I could preach to Americans right now and just say this, that we have to then admit we don't know some things. We have to admit that, that we gotta get on our knees, humble ourselves, listen to the voice of God, pray in humility, Man, and, and that's a big thing, acting humility, which is at a premium in the world today, or at least in America. So you gotta get your faith looking forward. You gotta listen, obey, and follow forward. And then if we do that, number three, is I believe we'll create a future forward. Somebody say future forward. The future God wants to create, create with you is forward. If I don't keep Following forward, I'll create a future that looks just like my past. See, if I'm going in a big enough circle, I can think I'm moving forward and just keep wandering. If you don't believe me, look at the children of Israel in the desert. Forty years they thought they were nearing the promised land. A journey that should have taken days took a generation. Why? Because they began to wander, W. A-N-D-R. I speak with a Texan accent, so I'm gonna spell some things for you. They begin to wander. I believe as believers, we're called to live in wonder, W-O-N-D-E-R, not wander, W-A-N-D-R. I believe there's power in imagination. There's power in godly imagination, and there's power in vain imaginations. Both create wonder, W-O-N-D-R. Vain imaginations produce this wonder that make me worry. I wonder what's gonna happen. I wonder what's gonna be next. I wonder if I'm gonna make it financially. I wonder if I'll ever get a job. I wonder if I'm gonna be able to pay my bills. I wonder what the future looks like. I wonder what, I wonder. I wonder, but, but a godly imagination creates wonder that produces worship. So it's, it's I live as a sign and a wonder. I live in awe and wonder of the majesty of God. And I start, I start living a life of wonder. I wonder what God's gonna do next. I wonder how he's gonna come through. I don't know how, I don't know when, but I know he's a way maker. He's gonna make a way. He's gonna make it happen. And I start wondering about the goodness of God. See, vain imaginations create fearful wonder that makes you worry and then leads to wandering around in the wilderness. But godly imagination cre creates awe and wonder that produces worship and keeps you from wandering aimlessly and headed moving forward. See, the future is called to be a wonder we're called to help people see the wonder of God. I can wonder, worry about life, or I can live in wonder, the wonder of God. I want to be a W-O-N-D-E-R wanderer, not a W-A-N-D-E-R wanderer. Somebody say, future forward. In fashion, they talk about being fashion forward. In tech, they talk about creating a future forward friendly environment. That means creating an environment that works today, but is also adaptable and expandable in the new environment that will happen in the future. See, if you wait until tomorrow to create a world that fits tomorrow, you're behind the curve and you're playing catch up. So while everybody is fighting over what the world looks like today, God is looking for a prophetic people who get in his presence and let him show you how to create a world that's moving forward and a future that God is dreaming of over your life. You see, God wants to show you what he imagines over your life. 
in every season of your life. So this year, right now, let's decide to get our faith forward, to continue to follow forward, and to create God's future forward. If I could add one more, it would be this. When you do all of those, I said three, but let me give you a bonus. You'll flourish forward. I believe that God is going to cause this house to flourish. I believe that the future over Hatfield Christian Church is brighter than it's ever been. You need to get your sunglasses out because I'm telling you, your future is bright. I believe that you're going to start, I'm prophesying right now, you're going to start hearing the voice of God. People are going to get jobs when it seems like there's no way to get a job. They're going to get bonuses and raises, promotions. They're going to get discounts, rebates. You're going to start seeing the blessing of God come to you, not only financially, but physically, emotionally, relationally. I believe that there's a group of people that in the midst of devastation are going to rise up and live faith forward. They're going to follow Holy Spirit forward and they're going to create a future that is forward. Somebody say forward. Listen, I want to pray for you right now. Maybe somewhere in the midst of these last few moments, God's been speaking to you. Maybe you felt stuck. Maybe you've been absorbed and you need to apocaridokia and get, stretch yourself forward, stretch your faith forward, forgetting those things that are behind, reaching forward to what God has next. Let me pray for you. Father, you see every person. They may be in their living room. They may be listening later. They may be driving in a vehicle. They may be in wherever they are, God, right now, I'm asking you to supernaturally go through these airwaves, and into their location and let your presence fall. God, let them get a faith to move forward. If they felt stuck, let them get unstuck. If they felt, if they felt fearful, let faith come to them like never before. God, I thank you. And I prophesy a future over every person within the sound of my voice. God, I thank you that you want to do exceedingly, abundantly, above and beyond all they could ever ask, think, dream, or imagine. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Thank you so much, Hatfield, for letting me deliver what was in my heart for you today. And I want to tell you, I love you. And there's nothing you can do about it. God bless.